Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Expanse, Season 3, Episode 2. It's called IFF. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. First thing I'll say about this one is I thought they were teasing us early on. Because because Draper and Avasarala are being pursued by the UN ship, you know, Aaron Wright's trying to you know, clear his yeah. loose and he's in pursuit. Uh, I mean, he's not on the ship, he's back in Earth doing his, his diplomacy, Obviously. as per usual. Uh, doesn't get his hands dirty. But, so they're going really fast, Avasarala's struggling, she's, she's struggling with the, the intensity of the speed, and she's, you know, you know, I think later on in the episode, Bobby's specifically checking if she's having a stroke. She's that yeah. worried about her. Uh, whereas Bobby's been trained, she, she's, she's, she's good to go. Uh, but they send out this message. Says, oh, your 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 suit's got like a built-in thing. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can send it. Out. Only other Martians will pick it up, though. Like you know, it's a coded receiver. And then meanwhile, on the Rassi, they get this message because a, it's a Martian ship. And then b, you've got Alex, who is a Martian. To uh, yeah. if if indeed if indeed he had to decode it in any way, he's you know he's the one. Uh, he, know, he knows it. what he's doing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just Bobby. Oh my God! Like they're going to accept. And then a debate starts happening, and Holden's like, no, we're not doing this. We're going to go and save his daughter. That's what we're going to do. And I genuinely thought they weren't going to go. Now, normally really? I wouldn't. Not normally I wouldn't. Normally I'd be like, no, 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 they're going to argue about it, but then they're going to swoop in, and it's going to be the, the heroic save at the last second when we thought they weren't going to come. The reason why I thought they wouldn't is because I felt like, nah, they're intentionally teasing us with this because they're going to keep them apart for longer. You know, nah. you know when, when Holden and the Vassarala and Draper finally all get in the room together, it's going to be, ah, that'll be season five. We're, you know, we're miles away from that. <laughs> no, um, in that scene that you're talking about, the, the debate, as soon as it gets to the point where he, he tells, I think it was Amos, it's like, you know, you look him in the eye and tell him that we can't go and save his daughter because we're going to go and do this. Mm. And and then, you know, Prax just stood there. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he's going to be the one who's like, no, come on then, we've got to go save him. Yeah, this. he splits the tie because it's 2v2. Yeah. And then, I actually, I, I do like that Holden says, hey, you're part of this crew now, you get a vote. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Praxis, Praxis, fill on part of the crew. Um, and also, one thing we we kind of dismissed Amos's uh, decision to go along with the saving Praxis' daughter last week. Uh, so the comments rightly pointed out that last season uh, we saw that Amos does have uh, maybe more sympathy when it comes to children. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's a big part of his character, uh, and that was quite right to point out. Uh, and here again, he even debates with Prax, like how how are you deciding to do this? Why why did you vote the way you did? Um, we could be going to save your daughter. And, it's a very heroic thing, you know. Practice like, hey, like you're doing everything you can to help me. Like, you know, why am I worth helping if I'm not willing to do the same kind of thing? Like, you know, so the idea of nobility, the idea of like, okay, we're, you know, I think Prax, who was, you know, he's a very sort of victim character at the start of last season, or not start, but when we were introduced to him, yeah. and you know, he's been very sort of helpless. But I think slowly, but surely we're getting someone who's very sympathetic and someone who we're rooting for more than just, mm-hmm. oh, he needs help. Oh, definitely, yeah. Kind of thing. So, so that that's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, that episode was very focused. There was there was no uh, nothing on Tycho, anything like that. It was uh, basically you know, Vassarel and Draper and the the Rassi, both yeah. of which were, of course were connected just, and just, plot. Just the two ships, yeah, know, barreling towards each other. Yeah, and then the only other thing, all on that, of course, was uh, the new character Anna. Who from from one tweet, I think I I I happened to glance at. I think in the book she has red hair. And the only reason why she doesn't have red hair was a was a production with another. She says she's doing something else, and she oh, wasn't allowed to right. change her hair. Makes sense. But suck it, Ginge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's mustaches all over again. <laughs> Anna, who is uh, of course I, I know her from Lost. She played Juliet on Lost. So we now have two ex Lost uh, ex Lost cast members on this 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo, of course, being the other one. Uh, they get around, don't they? Yeah, they are getting around, yeah. All, all these mysteries and things. Uh, so, super exciting. Uh, it's fun stuff. I was curious to see who she was going to be. And she actually comes in. Uh, Secretary General Gillis is uh, going. It's like an old friend of his who is trying to get to help him write his speeches <laughs> so that he can justify the war to the public. Yeah, pretty much. She's a she's a spin doctor by the yeah. sounds of it. Uh, because she doesn't seem very proud of that job. Though it seems like she's went on to other things. She she's she now runs a church. She she does uh, like uh, hostel care and medical care for places. Because yeah. she's her whole bargaining point with them is like, hey, if you support our thing, because right now we're bar- we, we, we're bargaining with drug dealers right now to get like meds. Uh, you know, you, you support our cause for a year. I'll help you write your speech. Uh, but she's a very strong character immediately. First of all. When she's first been escorted in, like, protesters are sort of breaking past the the, the, the you know the gate, and one one of the guards starts beating the shit out of a protester, and she like, intervenes, gets hit in the head, but grills them and says, "Hey, no, you go and get her medical care." She's you know she st- sticks up for this random guy she's never met, and then secondly, uh, throughout the whole episode, she calls out the secretary general on his shit, right, and he even says, "That's why you're here because you actually call me out on my shit." But my favorite part is Erin Wright. When Aaron writes, he's spinning his webs, he's being slimy, he's saying his shit, he's like, ah, he's like, ah, this, 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 uh, you know, look at us, we're about to win the war, he's all cocky, and he's, he's, he's almost been mocking of her, and she just, like, fires everything back at him, and it's like, you know what, because of is no longer there, and she's going to be off doing whatever in space. We need someone else to, to, to shout at him. Yeah, we need someone else to, to belittle him and make him feel like shit. Uh, for for just reasons, of course, not just for the sake of it. Yeah, because he's awful. Yeah, but he, she, she's uh, immediately. I'm like, okay, I kind of like this character already. O- already, I'm getting a strong vibe of what she's going to be, yeah. and that she's going to sit there. And it's that's the thing is like when he starts doing that, and then like, there's like three other people in the room at the dinner table scene. Uh, she starts like just like you know, hey, like you're going to like do this. You're going to go after their children. Like what? Mm. What? And she just starts grilling them immediately. This is illegal. This is that. This is that. And she's like, hey, every so often, reminded how small we are in the galaxy. It's nice to be reminded of that. Like she's she's very like, hey, like stop this. Morals. Keep keep your morals in check. Yeah. Keep keep your like and you know. So far, I'm liking her. Um, I feel like Aaron Rates probably going to try and have her killed by the end of the season, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. And hopefully, hopefully it fails, and hopefully she she kills him back. Hmm, that'd be nice. <laughs> Something to that effect. So, so on killing him might be nice. Yeah, which I feel because he's such a, a main character, though we're not going to get that until the series finale, probably. <laughs> That's right. Probably not. Although but, a nice like shock death would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, he has to be there for us to hate him for the majority of the show, I imagine. Perhaps, perhaps. But if you kill him off, it means they've got someone that you're going to hate even more. Hmm. So, back over to the, the main sort of part of the episode, though. So, obviously, we've got the stuff with the Vassarella, her feeling sick gradually over the course of the episode. Um, all, all very good. All very good. Um, the main ship comes in, the Rasty comes in and sort of deflects. Uh, you puts up the light thingamajigs. For the, for the, the, someone in the comments can explain this to it, us. It's, it's basically a flashbang, right? Basically, yeah, and it's 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 tricking the the, the missiles into detonating upon impact, yeah, it's, as opposed it's to flares. Is, is that is as simple as that? It's just flares. Well, I mean, it's just like planes, right? You know, if you send a missile at a plane, they'll shoot flares back out to distract it, or it'll explode on the flares instead of on the plane. I've definitely seen it in some movies. I can't think of a specific example it. off the top of my head, but I gotta think of it. But regardless, 
they're, 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 they're doing that. They're helping. They've actually got some missiles that they're controlling just flying around the little Razorback ship. Yeah. Uh, all the way. By the way, Razorback um, was the name of the, the, the mascot in the first season of the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer was a pig. Got eaten in the pack. Not dignifying that with an answer. <laughs> so easy. So easy. Oh, dear. I wonder how many other people heard the name Razorback and immediately thought of season one of Buffy. Probably, in your opinion, not enough. In my opinion, probably too many. <laughs> oh, God. And we got two lost actors on this show now, so there'll be lost references flying at you later. If, honestly, in my head, Mao's basically just taking the Dharma initiative to, like, you know, this is the future of the Dharma initiative. He's just, his descendants from his character in Lost have just all looked the same. I have no idea what you're on about now. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, but no, so, 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 so they're helping. And there's a lot of fun action stuff that actually comes out of this. Uh, the, the ship itself, the way it eventually wins the fight and actually not outright destroys the UN ship, but uh, disables it so that they have to, you know, turn back or you go, yeah. go for help, is they, they actually t- they take well, out their engines. Yeah, it's a really cool thing where they, you know, they put up the, the flashbang so they don't see them coming and then swoop through it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a very... It's a very fluid motion as well. They kind of sort of back, you know, they sort of like flip back up yeah. and go through it. And then as they're sort of flipped over in slow motion, they take the shots at the the engines. Uh, it's a very, very fun sequence. Uh, not to mention that inside the ship, uh, <laughs> Prax maybe didn't fasten one of the uh, the containers properly with all the tools in it. So we get a scene of all the tools flying around the inside as they're flying really fast. And... Uh, I'm like, oh god, what's going to happen here? And eventually, I mean, ultimately, what happens is that his uh, oxygen uh, hose Tube. gets get, gets yeah. knocked out, and he's kind of suffocating. <laughs> and Amos has to get out his own chair to go over and protect him. Uh, my favorite part though was the drill almost stabbing him in the face. Yeah, right after he's finally got him plugged back yeah. in, so he can just breathe again. And then the drill comes flying out, and of course, of course, Amos just grabs it because you know. My, my favorite part of it was it. Hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's a smart thing to do. Hold on to it, and then it won't be flying around, almost stabbing you in the face. It's, it's that, makes sense. Simple enough. Some simple ideas. Uh, but no, all that was just fun stuff. Uh, I, I, like it was all. It was all like. Um, it was obviously the main thing was going on outside the ship, but this was like a fun little action thing inside the ship at the same time. Yeah, just a little bonus. Because uh, obviously the other thing he was doing during the episode is he was setting up some botany in the ship to like help with the, the air. Um, because that's what he does. He's, he's a botanist. That was his whole yeah, thing. And, you know, plants give off oxygen. Uh, exactly. Basic seems, seems Yeah, it seems like, hey, you, you want a supply of air? Give, give me some plants. Yeah, because they point out they don't actually need them per se, but the, their, their reserves are... Or, or their purifier, whatever it is, is 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 on the fritz. So so they're having to like make this. This will help, you know, help yeah. the supply until it's we get up. things fixed. Yeah, because it's all completely ruined after this. Ah, well, I mean, he arranged it once. He can do it again. Oh, I can, but all that effort. <laughs> hey, it works. What was... Poor timing is all I'm saying. Look, if they'd put in the panels properly, they said they would to protect them. This wouldn't be an issue. Uh, that's true. It's true. So hey. What do you want from me? Um, so, of course, the other thing that's going on here... So, obviously, the, the big ending is they eventually save the ship. And we get... I love the shot, by the way, of... The, so, the, so the, the you know, the tube comes out and Bobby's a carrying a Vassarala and the shot's looking down at them. And, obviously, the, the, the tube is like... You know, it's this uh, see-through and she's walking through. And it's just, it's, it's almost like she's, you know, floating. Like a Vassarala's yeah. floating as, she's, as, she's, as they're walking uh, across the, the walkway and... 
it's it's a really really pretty visual and then obviously the big you know cliffhanger moment at the end is the doors open and the crew look at her and go we know who that is that's Vassarala yeah. because worth mentioning of course earlier on Bobby specifically left their names out of this because one of the things that's happened here is that they are wanted by both sides you know yeah to, we we kind of we discussed this last week as well yeah heavily but they, like you know like Mars see her as a traitor they see her as a, a you know a, you know as a Vassarala as a, as a criminal and then Earth see you know, well, I mean I mean Earth technically not Earth but Erin Wright's got the UN ship trying to kill her at the very yeah. least yeah uh, they, they think she's a you know a war criminal essentially yeah a traitor yeah they think she's a traitor um. But funny enough, by the end of the episode, the I mean, obviously, the Rassi was already kind of in this in-between place, but as Holden points out, we basically just declared war on Earth because we damaged one of their ships. I mean, sure, we didn't kill any people, we, we, we made, went out of yeah, our way. Yeah, but they're not going to give a shit. No, they're not, but they, they went out of their way not to do that, but that was an act of war, so... Especially as it looked like it came from a Martian ship, as far as the UN's concerned. That's a good point. Would the UN know it's them specifically? Or would they just think it's another Martian um, ship? Depends if they picked up the you know the, the transcodes of the the ship's names and stuff like that. Yeah, they changed it though. They did, but I mean, if, uh, I mean, I suppose if they change it again, then they'd be fine. They changed it all last week, so uh, at least right now, I, I I don't see why they'd have any connection to that. That's the it. Rassi. At the end of the day, they're a Martian ship flying around. Oh, they're still in danger. I'm not. I'm not disputing that they're in danger. They're in danger, but. I'm just saying, I don't think they would specifically know it's holding any screw. Okay, no, necessarily, fair. because they did change the name. In fact, even the caption that came up when the ship showed up had the different name. I'm still going to call it the Rassi, because screw yeah. learning another name. Come on. Uh, only got enough room in here for so many names. Uh, so, so, But of course, the other big thing that was going on throughout the episode is we actually see Praxi's daughter, and we see Strickland, and Mao's there as well. They're all in IO, and they're there, and we just get a hint of the testing. We see that. Uh, Praxis' daughter, her friend, uh, who is also sick, because of their condition, it makes them candidates to actually host the proto molecule, and possibly be controlled, as opposed yeah. to the actual uh, uh, test subjects that they've had in the past, which have just kind of went awol. Yeah, I mentioned it's just a, a genetic mutation that, that they only found on Ganymede, something to do with all the people there. Yeah, it's... and basically, it's whatever this is means that okay, they're, they're not getting killed by it for a start. Yeah, um, and we see that this other kid has it inside him already. We see his arms just glowing, uh, and it's proper sinister because because Mao's basically, oh, this is fascinating. Yes, yes, get get to it. Do whatever you need to. Yes, all these kids ruin their lives. Experiment on them. Yep. So Pretty you know, much. proper dark. Uh, what I think is funny is, is, I guess the only thing I'd say surprised me about this part of the plot is that Strickland's a lot more uh, subordinate. To, to Mao than I think I was expecting. I think I was expecting like just him on his own to be this really sinister mm, okay. character with his own like you know he 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 was passionate himself about his work rather than uh, not not that he's sympathetic he's not by any means but uh, he, no, he's, he's more just following orders sort of you know he, yeah. he's scared of Mao when he first showed up, he was like oh uh, nice to see you sir and, you know like, ah nothing nice about it. You know. no, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, also, I'm surprised we're seeing as much of this as we are. It feels like the sort of thing that they could have just kept from us, and we well, learn it with the crew when they discover it. Up until this point, everything with this stuff has been more or less that. Right, which is why I'm kind of surprised by it here. Well, I think it's a new element because of keep in mind, like 
if you remember season one, we had all the ship stuff, we had all the Earth, uh, sort of, you know, the political stuff, but then we also had all the detective stuff uh, on we the did. space station, and I feel like this might be kind of the, the other plot thread this season, uh, at least until we get there with the main crew and mm. see what happens. I'm actually very worried about how tragic this might end up being if they do get there too late and his daughter's, you know, already turned, if she starts yeah. to turn or whatever. Do, do they blame, okay, we made the choice to go and save Avasarala, and is that what made us too late? They, they may. I mean, it depends if they go straight there right now. Like, a part of me thinks that this will even th- throw in a, another pivot mm. in the journey. Yeah, it could do. So, I, I don't know. Um, but as always, these the space battle stuff uh, in this was it's, fantastic. yeah. Yeah, uh, it was exciting, it was riveting. I like how, obviously there's cutaways to the other plots, but it's essentially all one big chase sequence, the episode. It is. It actually makes it a very straightforward episode as, as far as this show goes, because you know 80% of it is, okay, we're, we're building for this ship battle. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is a straight line. It, it's, it's basically Expanse's uh, version of uh, Fury Road <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Kind of is, yeah. Uh, almost simplified, of course, because it's not a two-hour movie, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and you can't do you know get, get flamethrower guitars in space well no it's a vacuum exactly which is you know just yeah you know how uh, you you have a theory you know, every everything's better in space um well i mean everything's better and, and ships in space if you're actually just in space yourself then everything's worse but yeah <laughs> i mean okay sure but <laughs> but you know i'm, I'm just yeah. saying flamethrower guitars even inside the ship, I don't think that's any better. Outside on the top of the ship, now that would be awesome, but you can't do that, unfortunately. You need to find a way. <laughs> I want to see it. I mean, if you. You'd have to build some sort of transparent container that you could have the flamethrower in. You would, and feed it the oxygen. And feed it the oxygen. And it'd be closed off. But maybe... Like... Kind of takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? <sighs> Damn space. It's stupid rules. I mean... How, how quickly would a fireball dissipate in space? Would it last long enough to put on a bit of a show on the way out? <laughs> is what I'm saying. I mean... <laughs> It would it would last as long as it takes for the oxygen to to burn, right? Because the, the assuming that the the fireball is coming from something from an interior place, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's an interior fire, and you know it, it blows open the ship and the the whole whatever oxygen that you've got you got barely any time at all till that's burned what about out. I guess all the little thrusters, right? What if you had just essentially one of the little thrusters, but what you were pumping it was flammable. <laughs> Right. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> would you get little bursts of flame? Obviously, it'd go away quite quickly. But would you get little bursts of flame? Maybe if you're pumping the oxygen with the flammable stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Right, someone get on this. We have to achieve flamethrowers in space. Is essentially what we've decided. Yeah. Um. But spaceships are cooler than uh, cars and trucks. That not that I'm dissing. Uh, post-apocalyptic uh, cars and truck races in Mad Max world because that's also fantastic. I'm not, I, I am not dissing that for a second. Um, but hey, so 
no, uh, these are the important things: is the is the flamethrowers in space. Will Bobby get any more free food? This uh, is why you come to us for the discussion. I mean, if you want spoilers and you know, real real answers, you can just go read the books or you know, ask someone who's read them. It, most of you already have from from what mm. I gather from the comments. But nowhere else will you get a discussion about flamethrowers in space. Also, Avasarala might be top for best name because Anna's last name is Volovadov. It's a pretty good name. Volovadov. I love it. You are going to say that a lot, or you no? You're going to attempt to say that a lot. Volovadov, 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 Volovadov. Not bad. But I guess that's the episode. <laughs> I think it is. I think that's the episode. Now I'm I'm, I'm treat, Anna's likable right away because she's calling yep. out the assholes on their shit, and that's immediately endearing. Um, space battles were cool, exciting, um, and of course, but I mean, let's just not forget the big thing here is that next episode we have Avasarala and Draper with our crew of the Rassi. Yeah, That's pretty I mean, big. I mean, g- g- th- I mean, think about season one. Think about how separate Avasarala and then the uh, holding crew were the entire I'm, time. I'm just going to say, this is assuming Avasarala regains consciousness next episode. <laughs> okay, I mean, she will definitely regain consciousness. It may not be next episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's she happening. Will, she will be on the ship with the crew. She just might not be awake next episode. <laughs> Here's a question. How long before Alex and Draper bond over being Martians? Ten minutes, tops. <laughs> it's, it's worth asking. It's worth asking these questions. Uh, but no, no, so it's exciting. It's actually exciting because they've been so separate and they had like yeah. you know one or two interactions basically th- through, you know, basically phone calls up until this yeah. point. Like, it's been so se- separate, it's actually really exciting to have them clash, you know, and come together. Um yes. And we'll see. Is 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 Holden's new? We're not heroes anymore. We're going. We're just going to go save his daughter because we promised that. Uh, philosophy again. I mean, admittedly, if they suspect that there's proto molecule stuff going on there, Avasarella might be all for going and checking that out anyway. Um, but I wonder if her, like, no, this is for the greater good. We have to kind of make sacrifices for you know. We can't just do this for one person. We have to look at the bigger it'll picture. It'll be it'll be really fun to watch her try and take command because that's you know that's what she does. She's used to being in charge. Which reminds me, actually, I'd forgotten... Uh, I mean, there was a little bit of this last episode, but I'd forgotten just how angry and fell out she gets at times because she was just dropping F-bombs left and right earlier on yeah, and she was, like, yeah. complaining about the flying. It was it was good stuff. Uh, so, so no. Uh, but, hey, that, that's, uh, that's episode two of the season. Uh, still really, really good. Uh, I'm excited for episode three. Um, I'm glad to have this show back. It's, yeah, me too. It's you know, it's it's my hardcore sci-fi space show, as opposed to my later sci-fi space show, Lost in Space, which is on Netflix right now, uh, which we're working our way through. Uh, space the o- people. They oddly complement each other uh, in a bizarre way. They do. They do. No, no robots in this one yet. Yet. I know. I said yet. I'm waiting. Yet. <laughs> Julie Maubot that's the thing that's going to happen we're going to have her look, actress look, back all robot I'm saying version. is the robot is going to come out with a flamethrower guitar and then this is the best <laughs> show ever uh, which is actually that's the thing actually because uh, they were debating whether or not need to go help this ship and then they went wait a minute that ship's registered Julie Mao uh, this might be important guys <laughs> <laughs> yep 
so no good stuff so uh, that's expands let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates if you want to support the channel head to patreon.com slash mail fudge tv uh, you can do that in the, uh, the description below is a link that's what I was trying to say uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv have you got any vanilla